Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I'd just like to preface this and let you know, this is an episode that we recorded in the summer of 2019. So... Uh, have fun with it. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by the Steady Stream Mattress System. Are you tired of having to get up every time you need to pee at night? With the Steady Stream, nocturnal emission interruptions are a thing of the past. The Steady Stream Mattress comes with patent pending piss away port technology that allows you to simply roll over. Insert your genitals into the welcoming cradle of the piss-away port and let her fly. The urine is stored in an easy-to-access reservoir under the foot of the bed where it can be emptied at your leisure or leisure. Steady Stream, to give you a better sleep. Sign up at SteadyStreamMattress.com now and receive a free shit catheter. And welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Oh, uh, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce. Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day. The, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. And I'm Bryce Hansen. I'm Professor David Day. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> Foremost expert. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind, man. We've been recording podcasts for like four hours. <laughs> oh, man. If you've made it this far, visit our website at horrormovietalk.com. There you will find links to all of our social media, and uh, and you can get a hold of us on there. We really like it when our fans reach out to us, because then we know who you are and where you come from, and we can reach out to you all the time and bother you constantly. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave a review or just rate it on iTunes or the podcast platform of your choice. Today, we've got one heck of an episode for you. Uh, we will be talking about reviewing even Annabelle, the original 
the the movie that started it all. <laughs> uh, we start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you had to sit through the movie, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcend, transcends Space genre, and time. Space, time, and genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we won't be doing any games at all. <laughs> or we're done. Normally. It's done. <laughs> normally. It took seven hours. But it's done. We just got done recording the Midsummer episode with my brother, and then we did the Afterpod, and now we're doing another, and it may take a good half of my whole weekend <laughs> to, maybe more than that, to just just get everything done. So we're, so normally we do games at the end, but we're not going to now, and I'm not going to explain it any further, so just fucking get used to it, idiot. I'm sorry. You're whoa, not an whoa, idiot. whoa, whoa! If you're a patron, you're not an idiot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're very valuable. I was to us a wide. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so we decided. <laughs> so today we decided to try and get through the Conjuring franchise, uh, or rather, I decided for Bryce. Mm -hmm. And a big chunk of that is the Annabelle series. The original Annabelle, while not an audience favorite, is one of my favorites in the franchise because it is bare bones scary to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, Annabelle, this first one is... Everything I've heard about it is it's the worst one. Oh, boo! Boo! Everybody and hates it. And everyone said, like, oh, my top three, one of them has got to be Annabelle Origins. Uh, uh, the... Uh, Annabelle creation creation which by the way which is the second Annabelle movie by the way makes no sense whatsoever because it doesn't tell the creation story of Annabelle everything about that movie is fucking bad yeah and I remember we we watched that back before horror movie talk wasn't even the t in the twinkle of our eyes right and I just watched that movie and I was like this is such a bad movie. Like it's laughable because there's no there's no reason why you would care about any of these characters. Not only care about any of the characters, but it there were no real scares. It was it, there was just no nothing. It was just a big pile of poop. So yeah, I don't understand why people love that movie so much. But we do like apparently we do like the first one. Yeah. Both. I like it. Apparently, Bryce likes it. And we both had a, a pretty good time at the third one, Annabelle Comes Home. Right. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, and we're professionals. As I said, I yeah. hold a PhD, and he's a doctorate. No, in, you're, I I have the PhD in, sp in spookology, spookology. And you are the foremost expert <laughs> in scare no-nos. Yeah, but I'm... No, I'm, but, but I'm... I believe I'm Dr. David Day. Yeah, you you do have a doctorate. Okay. Um, I think we're both actually doctor. No, you're Professor mm, David Day. Okay. We're getting used to our new I'm not intro. Sure. Yeah, you could be like an adjunct <laughs> professor. Okay. Maybe not an actual. I th Probably if you're a professor, you need to be a doctor, right? I think so, yeah. I think it's just like, are you a medical doctor? Like, then you get called doctor. Regardless, then... we're both well-respected in the field of spookology and scare no -nos. Right. Uh, spoopy, sp spoopy, uh, the, the spoopiness under the under the 
broad overarching heading of spoopy movies. Of spoop. Yeah. Yeah. Of spoop. Um, so without any further ado, let's play the trailer. John, wake up. What is it? Next door, I heard a scream. Stay here. I'm going to check it out. John? Is everything all right? Oh my God, you're covered in blood. Go back inside. It's not mine. It's not mine. Go back inside. Call an ambulance right now. Go! I like your dogs. You survived. You don't come out the other side of something like this weaker. What is there left to be scared of? This is the last of them. How did that get in there? I swear I threw it out. Things must have got mixed up. There, she fits right in. Sometimes demons can attach themselves to objects. What do I do? Protect your family. That was a long trailer. <laughs> you know, I yeah, re- we got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Come I, on. I really couldn't. I really could not think of anything grosser than a shit catheter. <laughs> Imagine a tube that goes up your butt and you just poop it. You just have a feeling that it's not going to work that great. Like it's still going to seep you out can't the sides get that and seal. stuff. You can't get that seal yeah. airtight. Shit tight. Oh, <laughs> um. <laughs> At the time of writing, Annabelle is only available for free to stream on PlayStation View, which I'm like, what? Okay, whatever. It can be rented on all major platforms for roughly 3 to $4. So, you know, not breaking the bank. You remember when you used to go to Blockbuster and rent movies and you'd be like happy to shell out $10 yeah, to get like $5 for, for one night? Yeah, to get like two movies, be like 10 bucks. And you're like, no problem. Easily justifiable. And now it's like $3 to watch a movie anytime I want over the next 48 hours. And I don't have to do anything but just press this button and then it's delivered to me directly. I don't even have to get up and put a disc in the... Yeah, it's not worth it. It's like a lizard brain sort of thing where it's like, if I don't have something in my hand, what good is it? Anyway, uh, Annabelle follows a new family of Mia, played by Annabelle strangely enough annabelle wallace is her name 
who is a pregnant, a pregat homemaker <laughs> in the in the 1960s, and John, played by Wa- Wa- Ward Horton, who is a new doctor at a hospital. John gets the Annabelle doll for Mia, who is a doll collector, as a present, and very soon the couple finds themselves with more dolls than they've bargained for. <laughs> doll. The Annabelle doll seems to attract bad luck at best and demons and killers at worst. As the, as the family finds themselves constantly in the target of misfortune and terror, they begin to realize that the doll is at the center of the horrors being inflicted upon them. The family reaches out for help to the local priest, who is surprisingly well-versed in dealing with quote-unquote demons and shit. And he tells them that the doll is basically a lieutenant of hell and wants to grab their newborn soul for Satan, as, you know, so many dolls do. Right, right, right. I I honestly don't get the hate for this movie. I think it's one of the strongest in the Conjuring franchise and does a great job with disturbing, really disturbing themes and spoopy jump scares. And I'm a doctor. Annabelle does an admirable admirable job of keeping tension high, and the scares are legit. The two real issues I take with this film are the rather lackluster ending and the total lack of levity or humor. Horror. (laughs) If you're looking for a good formulaic horror movie, Annabelle fits that bill nicely. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, all I've heard about this movie is how it's the worst Annabelle one. Yeah. And watching it, I genuinely did not understand because it's the most like effective, coherent story, compelling setup and good delivery of scares. There's, there's imperfections. It's not perfect, but to, to say that Annabelle creation is the better one. I'm, I'm just mystified. It's absurd. It's a crime. It shouldn't be allowed. This And it's like, why? I'm sure people listening right now are going to be like, okay, you've lost all credibility if you think <laughs> that Annabelle is the better one. But I think I realized it as watching the trailer. I've never seen the trailer before. The best parts are in the trailer. Yeah. And I was telling David, we should write a blog on the responsibility, like the the amount of responsibility the trailer has on the successful reception of a movie. Yeah. Because... You can show great stuff in the trailer, but if you show it all, like people are going to say, "Oh, it's it's dumb," because the stuff that's not in the trailer is dumb. <laughs> if it's if you put all the good stuff in there, right? Like, look at Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, like if you that movie looked like looked like an awesome movie <laughs> in the trailer. So you and it turned out to be an awesome movie. If you set it up and you're and you set up the viewer to be waiting for the part that's in the trailer and it's the most important part that you're trying to build tension up to, then all the tension's gone. Yeah. And people will feel nothing because they're like, okay, I see it. It's the, it's the part with the stove and the sewing machine. Like I already know it's going to happen. It's so strange to me because the the main thing you hear people, I mean, now there's a whole culture of this on the internet of don't tell me, don't tell me what happened. Don't tell me what happened. There's a whole culture on Reddit built around like, don't spoil Game of Thrones. And people like mass. There's a mass agreement among society not to spoil it for people. Do you remember? Do you remember when when that guy spoiled one of the Harry Potter books? Yeah. (laughs) 
He drove he's just by driving a, by the parking he, lot from the people that waited in midnight. He drove to, by a Barnes and Noble, and he's like, Snape kills Dumbledore, and they're like, <laughs> That's the worst. And yet, tra- movies are doing it to themselves constantly. Yeah. It'd be like Stephen King plugging his own book and being like, it was spiders the whole time. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I I can point to some of the best movies, uh, the best movie trailers ever, and just say, this is why they worked, is that they showed almost nothing. Yeah. The, the best, still like the touchstone for me for best movie trailer ever is the first... Um, it's probably could be would be considered the teaser trailer, but it's I'm pretty sure it was the only one that I saw leading up to it of Jurassic Park was okay. the the trailer. All it showed was the reactions that people had to what they were seeing, but it didn't show you anything. Paranormal Activity was very similar too, and then it showed it showed or the, Blair Witch, I should say Blair Witch. It showed the water vibrating. From the T-Rex yes. stomping. Yeah. And it just focused on that cup of water vibrating. And then it showed a giant foot s- slowly stepping into mud. That yeah. was the T-Rex foot. And if there, that was enough, you wanted to see that movie. Yeah. Because you're like, shit's about to go down. And yeah. it was, you know, one of the best action movies of all time. And if they had shown, like, the T-Rex, if they shown, like... The dinosaurs chasing after people and the the velociraptors like opening doors and stuff. Thing. Yeah, people would have been like, "Oh yeah, it's just a, it's just a movie about dinosaurs." Yeah, yeah, it does it does make a big difference that when the trailer ruins the whole fucking movie for you. Yeah, and it's, so I think that's like a big part of this because I bet people saw the trailer and were like, "All right, yeah, what else does it got? It doesn't have a whole lot more." But those parts in the trailer are pretty astounding when you aren't exposed to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my score for this movie is a 7 out of 10. What do you think about that? Um, I'm leaning more towards 6. I'd say a 6. It's better than average. Um, it's not not anything that was... There's a couple really good scenes. It was undercut by two things in my mind. Mm. The Well, I'll talk about it in the spoilers, the things that undercut it for me. But there's a couple things that, like, man... It could have been a great movie if they had done these two things better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I give that, it a six. I really did feel like the ending was was lackluster, but but it is a it is a great vehicle for scares. Like this is right. This is a solid scare movie, um, in my opinion. Uh, so so there is our score for Annabelle, and you know, high praise coming from doctors. Hey guys, if you'd like to help the show, please support the sponsors who support us and the first one of those that i would like to mention is manscape.com you know your junk could look better look down at it look back at your phone look back at your jump imagine it's gussied up well that's what manscape.com does and if you enter hmt at checkout you get 20 percent off and free shipping which is really a screaming deal considering you know it's a hard sell to get people to look at your junk anyway. When when they get, you know, when when you get them to the point where they're looking at it, you want them to be impressed. So, in make the investment in Manscaped. And you know, if if your husband, if your boyfriend's out there and his, you know, his 
below the waist grooming game is slipping, just help them out. You know, just toss us, toss them a lawnmower 3.0, give them some of their great scents, some of their great um, cleansing products, and before you know it, you're going to be dealing with a whole new man, if you know what I mean. So again, check them out at manscaped.com and enter HMT at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. Also, you can support the show by heading to nightchannels.com. You guys, um, Night Channels has been incredibly kind to sponsor us, and the least you can do is head on over to their website and take a look at some of the coolest shirts you've probably ever seen before. These shirts are one of a kind. You've never seen these designs before, and I promise you, if you take a look at enough of these shirts... You're going to see something you can't walk away from. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've been to nightchannels.com four or five times now, and every single time I end up with another shirt. So (laughs) fortunately, I have the HMT code to save me 13% off. But (laughs) to be honest with you, I would buy them anyway. So it's a really good thing that we've got this sponsorship thing going because, well, frankly, I'm I'm a collector of niche shirts, especially offensive niche shirts. And these guys have lots of very offensive and horror movie themed, metal themed shirts. So head on over there, use HMT at checkout. That gets you 13% off your whole order. And you know, make it a big order, and then you won't have to, you know, you won't have to f- fuck around with that for a little while. But you're going to want to go back and check. Also, if you follow them on their Facebook, they have some pretty funny Pretty spicy memes over there. So again, nightchannels.com, HMT at checkout. So uh, I'm going to take a moment to talk about us as, as though we don't you know do enough of that. You guys should become a patron of Horror Movie Talk for sure uh, because there's all kinds of astounding perks and stuff once this episode is released. Who knows? The sky is the limit. We have – there's dinosaurs that we give away. There's haunted dolls and stuff that you get to you get to you know you can sit them um next to your child and see what happens all kinds of cool stuff so become a patron on our patreon you can visit our website and there is a link to our patreon right there so go ahead and the website is did you say the website it's horror movie talk dot com not comma com or comma comma it's just horrormovietalk.com. You can also support the podcast by buying anything on Amazon. If you go ahead and click through the green button in the header of the website, then we get a little taste of your purchase. And it's not a tiny taste. It's a pretty substantial taste, enough to help us out. And we ask that you do that. We're both bouncing our legs right now because we're so enthused about getting to the end yeah, of this episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> About, Excited about talking about Annabelle. About talking about Annabelle. But mostly. The, if you want to head on over to Shudder, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and enter H-M-T at checkout, you can get a 30-day free trial of a horror streaming service run by Giant AMC, and they have tons of horror movies and shows on there, and you get, with the entry of HMT at checkout, you get a 30-day free trial instead of that fucking seven-day free trial that blows so much ass. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. 
into let's, spoilers. Let's here. do into the spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> nice. So Annabelle starts out by explaining the rich history of spooky dolls and how they're spooky. (laughs) (laughs) For no apparent reason, there's other than to then to kind of like primer you, I guess, to get a little bit of a titulation in your boobies going. It uh, it starts out with some text at the start of the movie that's like dolls are scary and have been scary forever, dating back to prehistory when we didn't have manufactured dolls, but we had to make them out of pubes and sticks <laughs> and uh and then there's a girl who's explaining to the warrens how the doll moves around and uh the warrens are like oh that's old so i'm still confused like that that like those couple of kids that hand over the doll to the warrens are those the same orphans from annabelle creation I don't know. Or is that another Annabelle adventure that has yet to come? It's hard. Annabelle creation is so forgettable for me. It's hard for me to admit as a doctor that I don't know (laughs) what my thesis was on. Well, I mean, we've forgotten more about the horror genre and scare no-nos than you even know about. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We, we, you know, it's... Yes. If if we make a small blunder in factual knowledge, it's just because there is just a vast wealth of knowledge that we maintain at all times that we're not we don't concern ourselves with remembering the facts of Annabelle. Right. Creation. We are artesian wells right. of horror knowledge. Right. And that's why we can't be bothered to remember the tr- trivial mm-hmm. things like this. Yeah. So, um, the, one of the things that I like about this movie is that it has a strong Catholic church connection. I really enjoy Catholic church horror. Yeah, I think that's one of the strong suits of the Conjuring universe, is yeah. that it really taps into religi- religiosity. Yes. And, like, I, I always watch, like, I look at Hollywood and I see movies, and then every once in a while you get this, like, Christian-themed movie that comes out that's made for Christians or religious people. And it does like way better than you would expect it to for various reasons. But I'm amazed at like passion. Yeah. The, or, well, yeah, the passion is kind of the breakout of, yeah, of it's actually, you know, Hollywood movie. But I think about the experience of at least like 50% of people that are movie watchers that it's, a very important part of their yeah. lives is their religious thinking yeah. and thinking about in a, you know, sometimes supernatural or magical thinking way to where I'm like, why aren't like religious stories and mythology more exploited in Hollywood? It's like, a- cause even, even historically some of the most beloved literature or music is directly related to yeah religion. Uh, it, it's it was for for a good portion of civilized history. It's the ma- major reason anything happened. <laughs> yeah, and even in even in Hollywood, back in the like studio system days, 
like they do Ben Hur, they do yeah. like you know Ten Commandments. There are big films that were really successful, and I think uh, it's an untapped market. So, like one of the things about The Conjuring is that it appeals to a lot of different people, and even just religious people that are like, yeah, this is. I believe in this realm of supernatural. Yeah, you know, it's the ultimate in in weird perversion right? of of a perversion of something that is good, right? Right, which is so interesting. That's that's what makes it interesting. It's like here's the ultimate good, and and it is almost it's almost confirmed by the op you know the opposition being real, right? It is confirmed by the opposition being real. Yeah, uh, you know if there's if there's a devil, then there has to be a god. And if there's God, I mean, there has to be a devil, right? Right. In our in this religious is our upbringing. <laughs> pro- professional um, doctor it right, right. opinion. Yeah, so, um, like I said, this movie has a strong Catholic church connection. I really enjoy, like, possession movies quite a bit. Uh, they're one of my favorite brands of horror. And this one is uh, demon-focused. And much more so than either of the other two Annabelles. Um, the other two almost don't don't talk about the original Annabelle demon. And in this one, it's... Well, yeah, in, in their most recent one, Annabelle Comes Home, they do a lot of lip service to say Annabelle the doll isn't right. doing anything. She's not possessed. It's used as a conduit for an actual demon that wants to possess someone. She's an evil amplifier. She's draws evil and demons and stuff to her. Uh, but, but my ass is getting sore from sitting so long. That's hot. I'm very roused. Too much pod. Too much. Sorry. Complain. That's not a concern to our listeners, but well, I'm going to complain about it the whole episode. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we just, we should take a picture of your butt, put it on the, uh, put it on the post it's what people want it's what they want you can't deny them what they want there's a lot of um so some of the okay you know what before i get into the nitty-gritty of this whole thing i'm just gonna break down the basic storyline the the progression of this movie okay because it's pretty bare bones and easy Mm -hmm. it's it's a it is a simple premise it's a it's family New family, pregnant. New baby, yeah. Um, They get a doll. The doll throws them into disarray, and they move. They think a a bunch of weird, horrible shit, really terrible shit happens to them in this house where she's pregnant. And then they go, boy, is is it the house? Well, I got to move. We got to move anyway for your job, so let's get out of here. And then things go dormant for a while. They, They throw away the doll, and they go. Yeah, there's healthy superstition, because the setup for it is, their neighbors get murdered violently mm-hmm. by some cultists. Yes. And then the cultists come into their home and attack pregnant woman. Right. And uh, they get they get taken out by the police right before they're actually murdered. And then the the woman cultist that's that's uh, killed by the police, she, a little drop of blood goes into Annabelle's eyes. Yeah. And that's how you know she's evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, when they're when they're living at their home, rightly so, they're like, there was someone murdered in our child's nursery. This does not remind me of good things. We should get out of here. Right, and because by the, the police killed the cultists in their kid's room. Yeah, and by the way, the woman held this doll while she was dying, so I don't want to be reminded of that either, so let's get rid of the doll. Right. Very healthy 
like superstition. Yeah. To where they throw away the doll, they move. Yeah. And so they they head to an apartment complex in Pasadena where John is doing his um his his doctorate also. Uh, he's a doctor at a hospital and so he's he's being, you know, other professional uh, as a professional doctor, he's just relating to us trying to. Anyway, um and they as they're unpacking the doll is there with them. Dun, dun, dun. But I threw that doll away in the trash. Mm-hmm. And then spooky shit happens. Yeah. Right. Then it ramps up and up and up until finally uh, the, the end happens. And so <laughs> and so there's Annabelle in a nutshell. That yeah. that is the way this this movie progresses. Right. So now with the bare bones of that out of the way, we can turn to some of the objects in this or or uh, devices in this movie that work really well and the one that stands out to me is the sewing machine the sewing machine in this movie is fucking tense so she she sews she's a sewer it doesn't really explain what she sews she's sewing clothes or she sews seashells at the sew shore okay nice. and um and so there's, to me, sewing machines, this is going to sound really weird to say, but to me, sewing machines have always been ominous and terrifying. I can't imagine a scarier device than something that puts a needle down really fast, like stabs with a needle, con- uh-huh. just like a tattoo machine, basically. Right. And, uh, and like, all kinds of things run through my head when I... When I see a sewing machine being used, I'm like, Jesus Christ, your hands are fucking really close to that needle that's going up and, you know, anyway, and the sound it makes is spooky. And <laughs> I know this sounds corny, but these are legitimate terrors of yeah, mine. See, for me, my mom used a sewing machine all the time. So that sound is something that I recognize. But even then, like, yeah, it was scary how they used it in the movie. Yeah, the machine will turn on and you'll hear it in the other room and it's it is like, Yeah, and it's it's indicative of well there's another person in the room. Right. You know, but there never is. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just I don't like that sewing machine, man. It had shifty eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on the scene, the most effective scene for me is the sewing machine scene where She's sewing on the sewing machine, watching General Hospital on the... Lots of close-up shots of her finger right yeah, next to that fucking needle. Right, right skimming that, that sewing needle foot. Ugh. And like, ooh, is it getting... Ooh, so close. Just pay attention. Don't don't look away from your uh, needle that's going up and down at, you know, 20 miles per hour. And then and it would shoot, jump back and forth from that to the popcorn... On the stove, like the all the stove burners got uh, mysteriously turned on, and the Jiffy Pop was on there, and so you're just waiting, like, how is this gonna pan out? Uh, uh, uh. So he's, she's like, so in your, my assumption is like she's either gonna get distracted or she's gonna hear the popping and then she's gonna jump and her hands, I mean, everything that you assume is gonna happen happens. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and maybe a little more, like. But yeah, that shot of the the fingers just barely missing the sewing needle, and then the delivery of it, the payoff of her getting stabbed with the sewing needle, and then the popcorn blowing up, and then creating a big fire. Yeah, their house lit on fire. It's that was a really really effective scene. That was like 
that that earns it six right away. Right. F- for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it was really good at building, at building and holding tension, um, which I think, you know, as long as you're following the conjuring franchise, uh, uh, you know, their, uh, th- their, their formula methodology, their formula, you're going to be okay because it's a tried and true tested thing that works. My wife pointed something out while we were watching this. Why is the baby room decorated for a girl in the sixties? What was that? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know. What was that? Is that your computer? Oh, yeah. My computer probably just shut off. Sorry about that. Sorry for the beeping. So... So my wife pointed out, this is the 60s. How do they know to make the the baby room for a girl? And the answer is, shut up. (laughs) Shut up, Carrie. Uh, So then the dad shows up with the Annabelle surprise doll, which is the fucking most horrifying present you could get for anyone. Who thinks that this is a present? No, see, here's where it goes right for me. I hate all of the other Annabelle and Conjuring movies for the specific purpose that Annabelle is made to look way too scary. Right. Like, no one in their right mind... Would ever buy this doll. ...would have that doll in their presence. Like, not even as, like, a joke. Yeah, if it like was the real Annabelle doll, which was a Raggedy Ann doll, that would almost be more convincing. All right. And this is the first time that I've seen Annabelle, like, look like an actual doll that's not, like, the most haunted and <laughs> demonic doll in existence. It just looked like kind of a... A creepy old doll, yeah. but still is what a doll would look like. And there was a time when dolls did just look like this. Yeah. That was the best they could do, which was fucking disturbing. And they kind of show a little bit throughout the movie of how Annabelle gets beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like it for the rest of the movies, I'm like, why would someone Get take this. that doll? Like, why would that not immediately go in the trash? How did this make it out of whatever dusty basement it came out of? Yeah. Everyone would just burn that house down. Like in the, in this movie, they throw it away. So it, and it was like supposedly probably in the house during a fire. So it kind of makes sense that it was a little dirty and probably smoky and discolored. But in the future movies, like there's like a crack in the eye and like (laughs) weird, like, painted on like bloodshot eyes and the lipstick is like black uh, <laughs> and it doesn't sorry, Dana. like i don't know how i can understand how it's dirty and maybe cracked but how did the lipstick change color to like a super spooky hue shut up okay um continuing on the but they have a believable enough premise for acquiring annabelle in this movie right, which is right. The wife is an avid collector of horrifying dolls. So she loves this right out the gate. Um, so she puts Annabelle in her creepy doll room and they and go Which to makes sleep. sense because like in our day, we would think these creepy old terrifying dolls would be 
the uh, the people that are in their seventies collecting them, and back in the time of this movie in the sixties, they were they could be like hot hot moms. Yeah, back then. Yeah, so it's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, then at this point they go to bed. They go to bed in their bed, and the the camera is set up to to like look out their window, look at them in their bed, and then pass them into the neighbor's window, like so it looks over their bed. And in the neighbor's window, this is a fucking disturbing, surprising, and scary scene where just the neighbors like walking through their house, and then a dude comes running up behind and like tackles the neighbor and with a knife in his hand. Well, they. The the guy gets up and like goes out of frame, the the husband, and you see the woman like reacting horrified as like blood is splurted on the wall. Yeah, and then they come and like come right after the wife next and basically stab her, and then the lights go out. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good scene, and then they had mentioned made mention before in the movie about Charles Manson, which is basically what happened with the Manson family is they just. Right. Run into some random houses and murdered people. Yeah, they had the TV on and and they were talking about the Manson murders and uh, and man, that's it works so well because it's it's believable and there's nothing scarier than than the thought of someone running into your home and for for any reason like some uninvited person breaking into your home that's almost as scary as it can get, um, just in real life. So. It's believable, and it works for me. Another thing this movie did really well was spooky symphonic music, like orchestral music. Lots of it. More orchestral music in horror movies, please. Yeah. I like it. I don't like either that or like a Trent Reznor soundtrack, like a dark brooding, but kind of in the background sort of thing. That works well, too. But uh, so I did like I did like the music in this movie. Um, as the wife gets stabbed, the woman says, I like your dolls. And, and, um, and that's another thing that works really well right out the gate is you're talking about a woman with child in serious danger, getting stabbed, getting stabbed in the uterus, tum tum. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's some real shit. Yeah. There's not a lot of room in a womb. No. Like. Say it again. <laughs> There's not a lot of room in a womb. Not a lot of room in that womb anyway. Like that like your wife's tummy is really tight. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like you feel like you if you punctured that it would just go off like a balloon. Oh yeah, like a bloated corpse. Yeah. <laughs> so glad neither one of our wives is pregnant right now. Um so yeah, that's it's pretty horrifying to see just that it just takes serious subject matter and throws it at you and it's like oh god that's no 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 you know it's it's real shit um so and these cultists these these killers were cultists they were a father-daughter team and good news everyone the baby's fine no they weren't i thought the annabelle was the daughter of the couple that got murdered was i wrong about that so the woman cultist was named Annabelle and Higgins. She was, I thought she was the daughter of the couple that got murdered because they had lost touch of their daughter to some yes. random movement or whatever. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So I assumed the dad 
was the guy that got murdered. Oh, okay. Yes. I, oh man, now I feel like a dork. I can't remember. I mean, you've forgotten more about horror movies than most people even know. That's right. That's right. You're the foremost expert on scare no-nos. This is an important thing to bring up. Um, There's a rule about Annabelle that uh, Annabelle doesn't move or do things in frame. She doesn't move on of her own accord. She will sometimes fall. But that's as far as Annabelle's willing to show you that she is anything. Yeah, I thought they had broken that rule. And right. I was like, oh, jump the shark immediately when like some short thing, which I assumed was Annabelle, just ran across frame. Right. And I was like, oh, no, they're doing the Chucky thing. Because it was literally like taken out of Child's Play. Right. That that same shot. <gasps> and, then you, and then you realize that it's not the doll. It's like. A ghost kid or something. The conjuring of things brought on by the doll. Right. So, yeah, just that that discipline to make sure that you never really see the doll moving. I think the most you get is maybe like a very, very subtle eye movement. Yeah, maybe. And I might have just been believing that. They might have done it just from like the reflection of light on the eye. Mm -hmm. Like it made it look... Like it was moving or made it look like a much more real eye than it was. We're living. It's important to note that we're living in a post Annabelle world right now, a world that that does that already knows that Annabelle doesn't do things. But I saw this movie. I did see this movie in theaters, I believe, in 2014 when it came out. And so there were no ground rules established for Annabelle as a horror uh, baddie. And at the time when it was released, or for the uninitiated, those who haven't seen any of the Annabelle movies, it works really, really well to have a doll that that is the focus of tension that never moves. But it is constantly threatening to move because because the camera is always sitting, sitting on it going, look at this fucking doll. Is this thing going to move? What do you think? Is it going to Whoa! What was that? Whoa! What was that? No, not moving. And so the whole movie, you're just waiting for this doll to leap up and like jump scare into you, into your soul or something like that. She never does. It's because that's an Annabelle rule. Mm -hmm. And the moment that does happen, when Annabelle gets up and says, you want to play or some dumb thing like that, the Annabelle series is over. They're, they're throwing the towel in and, and saying good, waving goodbye to their fans. Yeah. Same thing as when in the paranormal activities, they showed the demon. Right. Like, all right, we're done now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but then it kept going. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Maybe that was the last movie. Yeah, it was it so... It was the Haunted Dimension or whatever, right? No, it wasn't. No, the it wasn't. Something it... Dimension? No. What was the last one then? I don't know. I can't remember. I think we even reviewed it. Yeah. The Ghost Dimension? The Ghost Dimension. No, thing. it wasn't in the Ghost Dimension. It was in... Um... No, the Ghost Dimension was the one where they showed it. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, the goop. They showed goop. They didn't show the demon demon. I mean, they basically showed it. There's one where they d- did show the demon in in the basement. Hmm. Yeah. yeah of the California. They're, I guess they're all California okay. houses. Anyway, back to Annabelle. Uh, then there's a, um, you know, as we discussed earlier, there's a fire in the house um, caused by spirits or, or some such. 
and then they move to Pasadena. Lots of spooky things begin happening once they realize they still have the doll, uh, who he threw away in the trash. John was like, fuck this doll. And he's like, you going into the recyclables. But she just popped right on out, made like a true recyclable and came back to the house and stuck around, got packed in a box, showed up at their new apartment. And then there's all kinds of spooky stuff that happens. There's a ghost that kind of like hovers over the baby. And that's the other thing that works really well is now there's a baby, you know, right. And you don't want bad things to happen to your baby. It's scary to me to just think about something bad happening to my girl who's in the other room. It's scary enough for me to, for my child to see something scary. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 don't, don't get ruined. Right. Don't get, be good still, still yeah. be fine with, uh, happy with the world. Um, and then there's static on the TV, which is, you remember static? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. We're done with that. <laughs> I think we've said this a couple times now, but it bears repeating, which is when the TV went from signal to just that's ominous yeah. and weird and it's always like no matter what the volume of the tv is the stat the white noise is like 10 times louder yes what is that yeah yeah so um lots of good uh spooky shit going on and then um i guess you could say this is kind of a slow burn compared to most of the rest of the conjuring universe i mean they do a pretty good job of setting it up i mean it feels like a movie early on it's yeah. not like a device yeah from the get-go like annabelle comes home feels like a device early on to where it's okay we're setting up this room that's like our whole purpose of being here that is the story this room yeah with all the stuff in it um they do create like characters and yeah. they do have some sub stories and stuff going on from character development and whatnot there and relationships. But really the story is this room full of spooky spooks. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle first one, the story is about this couple. Right. And what happens to them. Yeah. It's not setting up. It's not setting up Annabelle to be Annabelle. It's about the couple. So, I mean, I prefer movies that do that. Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, now we get into what I believe is the most effective uh, portion of this whole movie, the storage area beneath the apartment complex. The amount of tension in this scene is overwhelming to me still. Uh, so uh, Mia is down in the storage area, putting something away in her, you know, they're like cage, um, they're like uh, cyclone fenced lockers. Uh-huh. And so you can kind of see throughout the whole storage area, which is a little disconcerting anyway, you know, being able to see things off in the dark, objects, shapes, things mm-hmm. like that, that are just dimly illuminated, if at all. And then in the background, while she's putting things away, you're looking down the hall of this uh, um, storage area and a baby trolley, a little buggy Mm-hmm. Kind of like gets rolled, wheeled in behind this, from behind this fucking sheet. Uh-huh. And it rolls in. And, and you hear a baby crying. And you hear a baby crying, which is a, is a just a very effective sound, right? Anytime you hear a baby cry, you're on edge mm-hmm. because you don't want that baby to cry. If you study sound at all, you realize that the human 
ear is attuned to hear that frequency of baby crying much louder than other frequencies. Wow. Like you hear you hear the the frequency of babies crying much louder and the frequency of like what a predator would sound like, like a like a growl much louder. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. So loudness when you're trying to I don't know if you've noticed when you've edited, but like stuff that's higher in the spectrum yeah. of sound comes off as a lot louder even though the waveform looks the same. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? Okay, interesting. Because yeah, it's, it's just our ear. Way to go, us. Give yeah. yourself a pat on the back right now if you're listening to the sound of my voice, because I don't sound like a baby, but if I did, you'd hear me way better. <laughs> um, so anyways, this this, so this carriage, carriage is set up, yeah, and this, then she goes and investigates. Yeah, she walks down the there's hall like real a, slow. There's like a bloody blanket in there yeah Ugh. and she goes to reach for it and then this hand pops out of the blanket and grabs her and she's like ah! yeah <laughs> oh, ooh. it just gives me chills thinking about it yeah it this, scrapes her arm this like... scene is really upsetting to me and then she runs away from the carriage as fast as she can hops in the elevator and she's looking down the hall and you see a figure down the hall yeah but the, it's the most black the most effective like use of that was that one shot of just way away in the distance in the darkness you can just barely make out the head Ugh. of like a demon beast it's and it's black it's black and you can barely see it anyway and oh my god and you are done get the fuck out of there i'm i have goosebumps all over just thinking about it because this kind of shit is I mean, it's why, I mean, it's why it's effective is because it's more like my fucking worst nightmare is like seeing someone somewhere where they, where I didn't think they were Oof. Oh, yeah. in a dark. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if any other movie has done this, but the device of using the elevator and it not moving, oh. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's strangely effective because agony. It, it closes. It makes you think that it's going up. And then it opens on the same storage floor. And it's same darkness. Yeah. And then she tries again and it like it goes back to the well several times. Yeah. For this for this scare. And it even does like, you know, the shaking. You feel the momentum right. of the elevator moving. And then ding doors open. You're still on this in the spooky basement with the demon beast. And you're like hyperventilating. Yeah. And then the last time it opens up, you notice the exit sign is glowing. Right. Like, and it's like, uh, hey, come over here. You, you now you got to take the stairs, lady. And then she runs to the stairs, starts climbing them. And this is where this is one of my beefs for, <sighs> with the movie. It is scary, but the one thing that I wish they didn't do is show the demon so much, and they barely show it. But it's still too much. I love when they show it. This is the most... And normally, I would agree with you 100%. You know how I am. Mm -hmm. I don't like to see the monster. And this is this is the exception that proves the rule for me. Because this is, an a, for me, an extremely effective and pretty sparsely used monster. Yeah, I think if they used it one time less, it wouldn't have tipped me off. But it was like... It literally, one, once it becomes, like, not a presence, 
but it becomes like an actual threat that could attack you, then it's like creates a logical inconsistency of like, well, why doesn't the demon just always attack you then? Yeah. That's the scariest thing that can attack you is a dark black demon beast coming for you. Like that's much less scary than the father, the Catholic priest in spooky face makeup. I mean, is it to me? No, (laughs) like, (laughs) like a fucking animalistic looking kind of people ish sort of black demon. Doof. That's, uh, I don't want anything to do with that running around, scampering, skittering, or clawing at me. <laughs> it is effective, but the most effective is in the basement when you just barely make out the outline. Yeah. Like, the more, it, like, shows it in a relatively, some relatively well-lit environments where you can see his whole body. Right. And you're like, I don't know, to each his own, but for me, it wasn't a great choice. When she's running up the stairs... That, to, I'm, I wrote this in my notes, to this day, that scene scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it's it opens up a primal uh, fear thing in me where I'm like, where it's fight or flight, and my response is flight, and it's gaining on you handily. And, and you can see its fucking weird hand. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the weird hand works great. It sure does. Uh, so, you know, um, then she learns more about the cult, um, that calls themselves the disciple of the Ram. That's, uh, a, a mark that was drawn on her by this hand in the carriage. And the person who tells her about this cult is one of the members of her church and a com- fellow community member. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't remember her name. I didn't even, I didn't write it down, but, uh. But she's uh, the black the black lady next door, basically, and she knows. It's played by Alfie Woodard, right? Uh, yes, and she knows an awful lot about demons and you know bad bad religious stuff, and so they become friends. Uh, and then there's a couple. There's w- one of the what's the her character's name? name is Evelyn. Thank you, Evelyn. Played by Alfre Woodard. Alfre Woodard. That's right. Um, I might have said Woodward. Woodard. Yeah. Alfred. Alfre Woodard. There you go. There's um, there's a bunch of there's actually one really good fake out where that yeah. that played on every bit of my nerve, which is um, Mia is outside like locking the door, mm-hmm. and she has the baby trolley or baby carriage. Uh, behind her and as she's like preoccupied with locking the door the carriage starts rolling into the street and you're like no fuck no fuck no and it also sets it up beforehand because it shows like children's drawings on the stairway that you assume were written were drawn by her neighbor children that show her taking the baby out for a stroll in the stroller and the stroller getting away from her and hit by a truck yes and so that scene happens which is inevitable and uh, it really looks like that's what's. Uh, you feel dumb for getting faked out if it if it suckers you in because you know what's actually going to happen. Uh-huh. But yeah, it hits the stroller and then books go flying. But also, uh, but but you don't realize that it wasn't just just books. It, it feels like there's a baby in there until you see the baby in her yeah. hand, and she she, she, she even around. thinks yeah. she even thinks that it's in there. She turns around and the baby's in, in her arms, and I had to rewind it and and look at it. 
and you actually she did it shows like the very tippy top of the mm. of the um the little hood mm-hmm. that the baby's wearing and it it doesn't show the front of her like it is always showing her back turned away or just a close up of her face doesn't show the first so yeah when she turns around and it reveals the baby she was holding is great a great moment so um the devil uh wants to spill the blood of an innocent uh by using this demon and the in- that innocent is her daughter uh she-, she gets locked away from her kid and the demon throws books at the kid literally she, the demon starts throwing books at the kid. Yeah, not the demon, a, but the books start that falling. That was another great moment. That it's not even books thrown. It's just the baby is sitting next to a bookcase, and the books are just kind of being pushed off the shelf. Falling down around the baby. Big, heavy, war and peace-sized <laughs> books. Just kathunk. Dickens. Right next to baby. And you're like, just one, you know... One copy of Anna Kareninov, like landing on that baby's head. How long you've been holding on to that name? <laughs> Just can't wait to reference Anna Kareninov. Is it Kareninov or Kareninina? I, 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 mean, I focus all my mental energy on the horror genre, so I don't know right about literature. Right. Yeah. Um, it, they're big volumes, but man. Anytime a little baby's in danger, like, oh man, like, especially this, that's why that trolley fake out worked so well. And it's because done in so many movies before yeah, and after. Yeah. Like, even Ghostbusters 2 has that scene. Oh yeah, it does. It's because it taps into a, a very, uh, very base thing about you, you know? It's yeah. like, and you're, and because kids really do have a death wish. They just that's are true. just, yeah. just really trying Every to Every child is one moment away from death. Yeah. And yeah, death is everywhere. First of all, it takes a lot of effort to, to avoid it. And kids don't have much effort in them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Annabelle levitates the demon picking up the doll. That's probably the one where you were kind of like, okay, that's enough of this. I thought it was pretty effective because you can't see anything The the demon's black and no, it's standing one, in a shadow. That one would work for me. Okay. It's when you see the full body. Yeah. When it's upside, when it jumps at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch at this point. Um, oh yeah, the father, the 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 priest takes the doll um, to the church to try and like retard the the evil inside it. But the doll or or things near the doll realize it and eject him from <laughs> forcefully from the church before he's able to cross the threshold. And uh, and <laughs> that was funny to me. Yoink! <laughs> he gets just uh shot out of the church and i had to check up that priest he looked familiar to me and i knew that there was some connection with another conjuring movie do you remember which movie he was in um no maybe the curse of the Aguirone. yep okay yeah was what did he play in that also a priest yep he was he was the same priest oh um Because they went to consult yes. a priest, and he was the one they came to, and they said, "He said like there was one time That's that I met right. a doll, you know, that was super creepy." And then he referred them to um, Tuco. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, really, at this point, 
at this point, the movie is just, it's just full on to the scare no-nos. Yeah, but it kind of peters out. Like, the end is just her being scared of a room with a bunch of writing all over it. And, you know, the demon con- or the demon convinces her that, you know, she has to give her life to save the life of her daughter. Which yeah. is a lie, because demons lie. And in reality, you're like, yeah, but what if I just blow up this doll? Right, that might work too. But, but you know, from Annabelle Comes Home, we learned that, no, that would only make things worse. Right. That would disperse the evil instead of keeping it why in one certain place. Because. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. Um, shut up, you. Yeah, so, yeah, the ending feels pretty tacked on and yeah. kind of cheap. That was the other thing. Like, so, number one for me was they they showed the demon one too many times and they showed too much of him once. And uh, the second one was the ending just did not land. Yeah, it did. It's like, okay, I get it. It's kind of. I appreciate that it didn't draw it out, though. Yeah, they tried. They tried to set it up to where, like, yes, yeah, she was once suicidal, and she has nothing to live for because her daughter isn't alive anymore. This is the Alfred Alfred Wood Woodard character, and so it comes to the moment where Mia is standing on the the window frame, getting ready to jump out the window to sacrifice herself so that the demon can't have her baby soul, and then it's better for everyone. And then Alfre Woodard realizes what she has to do. That this was her. You this know is what why, you have to do. This is why. This was her purpose for living. You know, past the when she was suicidal. That now she can sacrifice herself. And it's like, no, oh, okay, all right, whatever. Anyway, at the very end, the Annabelle doll somehow finds its way into a shop where a little old lady is intrigued by the uh, ever-so-cute doll that I've been looking for forever because I'm also a doll collector and I know things about dolls. And so, dun-dun, Annabelle continues, as we know. And with that, the ending of Annabelle was kind of lame. Kind of lame, but overall, a very effective scare uh, machine, the Annabelle movie. So with uh, with that, what's your final recommendations for this movie? Who should go see it? Or uh, I should say stream it. Uh, not people that have seen the trailer. <laughs> um, I mean, I think if you're someone that thought that Annabelle creation was the better one. I would just say watch Annabelle and Annabelle creation back to back. Yeah. And really, you know, take a hard look at yourself in the mirror. Now, I don't want to antagonize anyone because and tell to look at yourself with honest eyes and say, "Is Annabelle creation the better movie?" <laughs> yeah. And come back to me. I don't yeah, know, maybe I, I have inter- maybe I have to revisit Annabelle creation now because it, no, it, Annabelle Creation was so forgettable for me, and was such like a cash grab. It seemed to me that I can't believe I'm saying this. We will be watching Annabelle Creation and reviewing it. We'll be devoting many hours of our life to this. Yeah, not anytime soon. No, maybe not super soon, but it will happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I'd say yeah. If you like kind of entry level horror, just a straight ahead scare scary movie yeah around possession it does that and babies hey we do that here yeah 
Yeah. Do that. Yeah. So check Annabelle out or don't. Either way, we kind of recommend it. We, you know, I gave it a seven. Bryce gave it a six. So it's not the most essential Conjuring universe movie, but it's it's, a it's up pretty there. good entry. Yeah. It's actually, I'd say it's apart from Conjuring one and two, it's the most important. Yeah. So it's the third most important movie in that franchise. Uh, so let us know what you thought about our review of Annabelle. And if you totally disagree with us, that's cool, man, because that's just like your opinion. And yeah. these are just like our opinions. And reviewing movies is such a silly thing because, you know, everybody's just got opinions, although we are doctors mm-hmm. uh, of horror. So, really, do you really want to pick that argument with a doctor? I'd be curious if anyone actually wants to tell us why Annabelle Creation is the better movie and give, like, specific scenes that worked for them. Yeah, give us a breakdown that, of your review. That maybe, maybe I just am not remembering talk things. Is, or... Talk is cheap. When you, when you are willing to just be like, because there's a lot of people who just go, Annabelle Creation was way better and Annabelle sucked. That's so easy to do. Uh-huh. And and frankly, I can't take you very seriously. Well, especially when it's like a groupthink thing. Right. Just break it down for me. Do the do do the give it the effort that we just gave Annabelle, the original, and then come to me and sh- display your facts or your opinions on uh, Annabelle Creation mm-hmm. or the original. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Horror Movie Talk. We sure do appreciate you. Make sure to share this episode with a friend or just share the podcast with a friend be like hey you know what's a cool podcast horror movie talk it's got these two schlubby guys who are also doctor have doctorates in horror and uh and that will help us out a lot because we are trying to grow and we're doing a pretty good job of it but we can do a lot better if our fans are studious about getting us out there so make sure to share the podcast. Also, if you'd like to help us out, head on over to shutter.com and enter HMT at checkout to get that 30 day free trial that we love so, so much and get your stream on for horror movies and shows. Good stuff over there. Make sure to click through our Amazon link at the top of our page. There are also some links within each post that should guide you to the movies we are talking about so that you can rent it from Amazon. Uh, Special thanks to all of you beautiful people out there. You are the reason I get up in the morning uh, because I have a really good time doing this podcast with Bryce and it's uh, it's a a blast for me. So thank you, everyone. I can't I can't underline the excitement that i feel from just seeing a number yeah of downloads yeah and seeing that like just tick up by a couple like hey we got like four more listeners this week than There's we did last more. week that that causes me happiness and then the like probably i don't know 10 2 to 10 percent of listeners that actually reach out to us on facebook or twitter and try to talk to us it just blows my mind i'm like wow it really makes people our, like us it really makes our day quite yeah. quite a bit so thank you guys so much for for everything you do for us uh, we get more out of this than you for sure especially if you become a patron on patreon then you know then we really actually get more out of it um <clears throat> 
No, but we do have a, a whole nother podcast basically going over on uh, on our Patreon. Um, it's the Afterpod, and we just leave the mics rolling and talk about our lives. And all of our Patreon members have said that they like that podcast almost more than they like this podcast. So check it out. Become a patron on Patreon. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. We love you. Bye bye.